Welcome to the School for Mystics podcast with Misha Saido and Marina Galan. In this podcast, Marina and I will share with you unique and contrarian perspective of how our lives really work. Hi, Marina. Hi, Misha. How are you today? I told you I am tired. Yes, that is true. You said you were tired. I'm sorry. Oh, you should nod me. And also I told you that, hey, am I projecting that you look tired as well? Or it's just me? <laughs> Filtering through my own thinking. But also, should we talk about what is off instead of talking about what is on? I have no idea what you mean. It's like... Should we ruminate about how exhausted we are and why we are exhausted instead of focusing and thinking about how lively we are and how upbeat we are? Well, we can go any way and get the other end, get to the other end regardless. So, I don't know. What do you feel like focusing on? So, I was looking at... I was watching... Have you heard about the guy? His name is James Bugenthal. No. Uh, he's very well-known existential therapist. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure if he's still alive, but I think he is. So I was looking at his demo, demo session. So hold on for a second. Can you explain what existential is in this context? So... There are different types of therapeutic schools. Yes. Say psychoanalysis or gestalt therapy or psychodynamic therapy. Okay, so one of those is called existential. And the idea of this therapy is that the therapist is trying to focus on experience and real human being behind the experience. Okay, so it kind of dictates the focus and the disposition, okay, in the therapeutic process. So I'm watching this demo, and James is talking to this classy woman, Marie. And the, the, the way uh, ex existential therapists, they, they lead in their sessions is that they are trying to be the mirror. So they are not pushing or pulling. They're just mirroring whatever happens in the session. So technically the client decides where to go and the therapist will follow just mirroring the thoughts and whatever is happening so the client can see herself or himself clearly reflecting in the mirror. And that was one of the most boring and uneducative sessions I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. And why are you bringing it to the table then? And there is something I realized as I was watching the session. The James allows Marie ruminate about all her shortcomings and what is lacking and what is not there 
and why it is not there, and what is wrong with her, and all of that. And what I see is not the process of healing, but the process of being stuck and ruminating. And when you are in that state yourself, there is no, like it doesn't matter whether you have a mirror or not. <laughs> because the mirror will not show you anything pretty. And at one level, I understand the idea is that, oh, like you look at, you know, you are so low and down and ruminating and you look at yourself in the mirror and maybe you will have an insight. Oh my God, what am I doing to myself? Maybe I should fix or change or do something else. And I wonder, and, and, and James had all the patience to hold the mirror. It, it looked like forever. It doesn't sound very appealing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm bringing that because, you know, Marina, I don't see any value in discussing how tired we are and what is wrong and why we feel that way and all of that. Really? We've been talking about this for five minutes just to say that we're not going to talk about how tired we are? Oh, yeah, because generally it takes me a while to make a point. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let's not talk about how tired we are then. And then I have another question for you. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> and it's not going to be about how exhausted we are. It's going to be a very, very good one. Ready? Yes. You want to make a few push-ups before I shoot the question? No, come on. Yeah, do it. So I want to talk to you about plans, goals, experience of enlightenment, and human drive. So let me give you some context so you know to what you need to answer. <laughs> I am with you on the side of loving what is, enjoying what you have now, best in yourself in what you have now and being amazed and surprised and interest, interested in what the moment brings you now, okay? And where I, uh, I kind of disagree with you in my mind is the idea of not having exact goals. Let's say I never heard you telling me like, you know what, Misha, this year I want to make a million bucks. Okay. I have never heard like, maybe you have this goal and tell me if you have, but probably not. Like I have never heard you say, you know what, this month I'm going to make 200K. Okay. Like never heard it. Or I never heard you tell me, you know what, this year I'm going to buy 70 acres of like, you know, property and land and I'm going to build a mansion for myself or something like that. Like never heard you saying that. And, and by the way, if you tell me that, I probably will be disappointed. <laughs> so it's not only that you haven't heard me, but you do not imagine me having those guys. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Now. Now. 
same time, I do have these goals myself. Like, look, I want to make $5 million this year. Okay. And the reason I want to do that is because I long to experience that level. Okay. Okay. That level of what? Of opportunity, of possibility, of everything that is available when you are at that level. Because I strongly, strongly believe in my own mind-created illusion that that level will bring the experience that I don't have now. So you see the futility of it already? Well, sure. I know 100%. It's like 100% futile. There is nothing new there. Good, good. Okay. But I love my mind playing this game with me. And and I do respect the, the rhythm of game. I do respect the rhythm of life. I want to play games. I think it's just fantastic way to live to, in, in playing games. And I think my mind is creating this game like, hey, if you're going to make $5 million, you're going to be associating yourself with different people and you're going to be buying different stuff and you will be enjoying yourself much more and you will have this house overlooking ocean and mountains and all of that. And my mind tells me, dude, it's going to be so cool, so freaking amazing. It's just unbelievable, way better to what you have now. And I know my mind is freaking lying, but geez, I love the illusion it creates. Okay. So the question is where we need to go and, and, and chase the physicality of it, if you understand what I mean. I do. Versus, versus spirituality. We don't need to anything. For sure, we don't need to. But like, how we uh, how we direct ourselves? I guess this is what I'm asking. Well, the problem with your question, Misha, is that there is no context. How do we direct ourselves? For what? How do we direct ourselves? to be happy? How do we direct ourselves to attain enlightenment? How do we direct ourselves to, to what? what? What is the context of your question? How we direct ourselves to full spectrum experience? Oh, no, if you're looking for a full spectrum experience, you don't need to direct yourself. <laughs> you see, like, what your mind is making up is that it's... it's it's not necessarily that you will have access to different people, mm -hmm. which might very well be true. What your mind is making up is that the experience of exposing yourself to that to those people can only come from exposing yourself to that kind of people. That mm -hmm. is absolutely made up. Yeah. Right? So if you believe that in order to experience every single possible experience, you need a certain circumstance, that is illusion. You can experience every experience regardless of the circumstance. So, 
there are a few things like I want to clarify. So the the first thing that you you mentioned is that you think that whatever you're going to experience with these new people is something that is not available to you right now. And this is a lie. Correct? Yes, but yeah. not something in the physicality, as you call it. I'm not talking yes. about the physicality. I'm talking in terms of experience. Like you believe that that is going to be more, what? Joyful? More fulfilling? I'm going to feel myself better, right? Like that's the illusion. Yeah, the I'm going to like it more. That, that, no, not necessarily more. It's just that you, you, an experience is going to be available to you in terms of experience, inner experience, that is not available to you right now. That is made up. That is completely made up. I, I wonder, let's say I am 100% positive that like sniffing Coke will make me feel good in the moment. Like I'm, you know, based on all what I know about chemistry and how it's going to interact with my body, I'm 100% positive that if I'm going to take Coke right now, it's going to feel really good, okay? So the question is, why should not I try Coke? right now I don't know why shouldn't you I don't know <laughs> why shouldn't I well you're talking about experience you know it's gonna is coke gonna feel, make you feel better in the moment I don't know I don't know as much about, chem about chemistry as you do but I know that that same level of okayness of happiness of enjoyment of elation is available to me right now without the coke so why should I but is it available though? It is. So in in terms of chemistry, what Coke will make to your body, it will make you release a huge amount of um, dopamine. Okay. Now dopamine always feels great. And it is very intense kind of feeling. Like it's literally unforgettable. So if you if we think long term, for sure there is like there is no need to take coke because on average you will be feeling the same. Statistically, on average, over three hundred days, nothing will change for your body. Your body will adopt and adjust, right? So there will be a, a um, like a habit formed in your body but for the first time it's going to be for sure different so I wonder what is else available to you right now that can like elate you to the same extent well thoughts <laughs> thoughts are available okay. to Are you saying that there are thoughts that can kind of elate you to the same level? Yeah, that's what I am saying. There are thoughts that can elate me to the same level. And, and there is even, 
there's even <laughs> a kind of elation that I personally get from not thinking, just being present in the moment, you know, like just allowing myself to be touched by life, to be touched by detail that really, hmm. really relates me. I don't know if to the same level. I've never done coke. I'm sorry. But, you know, I also have heard of people that do coke and have horrible experiences. You know, I have a, a good friend that is usually very active and very, you know, his, his natural state is a little bit anxious. And he has told me that he has tried coke a few times, that it has, that it has been the worst experience ever like you know he could he could not focus he his heart was beating too fast you know it was it was horrible for him yeah so overdosing again, or something like that again uh thinking that my experience will be better if da -da -da, when, well, that will give me the experience of this experience right now not being ideal but that's that's just illusion. That's just thought. So to start with, the reason why I would want to feel any different would be because of my thinking right now. What are some of the thoughts that really pump you up? Like that feel so amazingly great that you're like, oh my God, like I want to keep thinking that all day long. Like me personally? Yeah. The thought of hugging my children. Hugging your children. Yes. Yeah, like the, the not not only the, the thought, but image, right? Oh my god, it just excites me so much. Yeah. <laughs> I get a thrill out of it. You know, like yeah. just, just holding them in my arms and squishing their muscles and, and oh my god, yes. That yeah. that what else? What else? Um, sometimes the thought of yoga really pumps me up. Exercising the, your body, you mean? The thought of a cold shower. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really like. Or, or the thought of a really powerful storm. It really, really excites me. You know, it's like, oh, mm. yeah, let's bring it on. The wind and the thunder. Oh. I just and especially when, when you can you can see the ocean during the storm yeah or, or or even you know have you ever seen a storm come in a desert come into a desert it's just unbelievable mm -hmm. oh wow the power right I'm, look at me i'm having chills right now. yeah <laughs> yeah and you know the uh, sometimes the idea of uh having um voice lesson with my voice teacher really excites me. Like I, I just giggle up. I can't help it. Do you like, do you have moments when you are doing that intentionally? Like sometimes when you feel down and you need to recalibrate and you start kind of creating these thoughts or coming back to these thoughts to feel better. Like, do you use that? Not really. Because when I'm down, I don't really feel like thinking <laughs> these thoughts. Yeah. But I would tell you what I do do. I 
very much enjoy using music like my very own 24-7 personal drugstore. Mm-hmm. So I will, instead of trying to find the music that matches my feeling, I will sometimes go the opposite way. Like I will look for the music that will get me to a different state. Yeah, to the one you want to get to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have even like my personal like list of songs. Like when I feel down, I have a personal list of songs that like gradually bring me up. <laughs> like, you know, tit by tit, like, you know. Yes, but we usually, you know, I'm sure this has happened to you at some point in the past. You have the list of songs that keep you down. I just allow that feeling to linger, you know, like, this is it. I am going to simmer. But it also also helps because, like, you start from the, like, from the song at your level so you can release how you feel. Because, like, it, it never helps to suppress. It never, like, helps to deny what is happening now, but it helps to feel it through. And that kind of music helps you feel through first. And then you can like step by step, you can go up, 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 and up. Yeah, that can happen too. That can happen too. But you know, so yeah, so music or, you know, nature, I use nature, I use walks, I look, I use my dogs, Mm -hmm. I use exercise, I use, you know, I love swimming. I love the state of mind that swimming gets me in and uh, creating, you know, just coloring books or, you know, sometimes I grab my ukulele and play something or I don't know. Yeah. Things like that. So you use all of that to kind of soothe yourself? No, not necessarily soothe, you know, it's more of a companionship through, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. It's a companionship through the experience, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. But I don't, I don't often need to change how I am feeling. You see, because to start with, how I am feeling is being created by my thinking. Right. So, so just by listening to that piece of wisdom and you know taking the hands off the wheel, I can allow my system to go back to neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how about we shift gears here and I ask you about attachment. Attachment. Yeah. So there is uh, this attachment theory and um, this theory states that depending on who was your parent figure in your childhood and how this parent figure behaved when you needed help or when you needed someone to soothe you, um, it will form your dependency in adult life with, you know, with people. Let's say if you were neglected as a child, you could develop this clinging kind of behavior where you will be chasing other people um, with whom you have relationships and trying to make them see you, trying to make them react to you. Or if again, you were neglected, 
one of the behaviors is distancing yourself and taking care of yourself alone, etc. Right. So you have the whole spectrum, you know, looking for the past to explain present behavior can be useful sometimes, but it is never determined by it unless you make it so. Right. So just like you're saying, no, if you were neglected, you can be very clingy and dependent, or you can be very independent and not clingy at all. Yes. And everything in between, you know, and if you look to the past for evidence of why it should be one way or the other, you're going to find it. So I find it way more useful to look at the present and see whether you want to act this way or not. And just go back to basics, you know, like push the reset button, come back to your senses and, and, and realize that the past doesn't exist in the present unless you bring it to the present. And, and then even then it's not the past, it's the present. So, you know, it like, it has no hold of you whatsoever. I would have been disappointed if you told me otherwise. <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know why you play with me like this, Misha. I don't know. Yeah, but I agree. I think like that's, you know, that's a good kind of discussion starter in, in, in this particular, um, you know, area because many people think that if they understand why they are a certain way, through their past like if they say oh i uh i cling or i you know distance myself and dissociate or i avoid and i do that because my parent was neglecting me right and many think that this will bring relief but in fact or it will bring resolve but the problem is that it will never bring relief or resolve it doesn't help like understanding why you are a certain way gives you more information, but more information doesn't change your behavior. I was listening to Ellen Watts a few days ago, and he was talking about how the present, the present can change the past, Mm -hmm. which I love, you know, it's just like, yeah, the present changes the past all the time. He was, he was using all sorts of examples, you know, like if I say the, if I start the sentence, I love You see how what I'm going to say next will change what I said in the past. Because if I say rice, it will not be the same as if I say you. Right? And so what I say now changes. You are losing me. How I love something changes whatever in the past. No, changes I love. If I say rice, the, the sense of I love changes completely. Oh, I understand. So let's say I love, but rice will change the whole sentence like if i say i love you it will have one meaning if i say i love rice it have totally different meaning yeah. so the last word in the present changes the meaning of the words in the past right so he was saying he was he was giving the image of a boat and the wake of the boat do you know what the wake is yeah. the waves behind the boat so he was saying if you look at it it looks like the wake is pushing the boat Mm-hmm. Like it has a motor or something that kind of pushes. In, in reality, the force that is moving the boat is in the boat, mm-hmm. is not in the wake. Mm-hmm. The wake is just evidence of that. So he was saying the present cannot come from the past. It doesn't come from the past. It is not a result of the past. Mm-hmm. 
Did you see? Yes. And also he was asking, he was asking people to close their eyes and listen, find a sound and realize that that sound is not coming from the past. It is coming from silence. It is emerging from silence in the now. So the exact same thing is happening. Like there is no past. Whatever is producing the past in your mind right now, it is producing it now. So why use it for that? Do you see? So the present can change the past as much as in there is no past except in the present. So, so yeah, we get so confused when we believe that the present is a result of the past, you know, and, and it, is, it is emerging from the past. No, it is emerging from right now. He asks people to do the same experiment with their eyes, you know, like, look at this. This is not coming from the past. Whatever is present is present now. Yeah. It gives you the illusion that it is coming from the past, that it was there before and it has now moved into now. But that's just illusion. So true. And I, I, I want to stretch you even further. If I tell you that present emerges from future. Present emerges from future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with me let me let me explain um it's like three years ago and i'm still working for these like big multinational company and uh, i run their like sales division and i work and work and i burn myself out and i think okay you know like what should i do what should I do next? And then one day I see this woman who is incredibly successful and she is a life coach. Okay. Once I see that and I start believing and that is possible because I was always interested in life coaching and therapy, in business coaching and all of that. But I never, like never in my mind, these two dots connected that I can make money as a life coach. I thought it's like for those people, you know, like for these kind of uh, hippie people who actually do not want to work. Okay? So they just want to pretend like they want to pretend that they're actually like they're busy. And they do stuff. In fact, they know nothing. That's why they call themselves coaches. Okay. So that was my kind of idea of, of coaches. Oh, man. Were you wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm where from Europe. Okay. So, and I always thought, oh, you know what? It's just your hobby. Like, you want to life coach as your hobby. Like, you want to make money as the uh, business person, like, as a, as a manager of this company. So, I, I see this woman. And... Uh, she basically, like she says, as long as you believe whether it's possible or impossible, it is possible or impossible. And I started thinking, what if I could make even more money as a life coach? So that's the thought. Okay. Now, you know, two years or three years, I'm making like 10 times more than I was making like ever making working for a corporation. The um, thing is that 
I believed in myself as a life coach in future. Like for me at that moment, it was like two years after the thought came to my mind. And two years after it has manifested. But I started believing I am a life coach before that happened. So what if your present comes from future and your present and future are never related to past? <laughs> well, that's a really beautiful idea, but we're still just in the present. <laughs> <laughs> we're still just in the present and the, and, and the present informs you informs you to deal with the present. It does not inform you to deal with the past. It does not inform you to deal with the future. It just guides you one step at a time, one step at a time. You know, like, this is what is now. How do I collaborate with it? And, and that repeated ad infinitum, right? So I see what you're saying, and I, and, and I like how this is bringing us back to goals, and direction and all that. But in reality, what is informing your now is your dream in the now, not your future self. Do you see? Yeah. So, so what you are saying is that thoughts that you experience are always in the now, are always present. And that's okay if circumstances are kind of like lagging behind. <laughs> Right? Like, that's exactly what happened. I started believing now in the idea of me being a life coach, and reality caught up with me just two years after. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But your experience of being a, success a successful life coach began then and there. In, in the mind, mind, right? Like here. Right. So, because it's, it began in your mind, your experience began then and there. And then it just, like you say, it manifests around you. It catches up with you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not in time. It catches up with you now. It kind of catches up with you after a while. <laughs> okay, Misha. <laughs> and by the way, as you kind of like the professional manifester, um, how, how long do you think it generally takes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I am not a professional manifester. We all are natural manifestors. We are. But tell me anyways, like, we are all professional manifestors for sure. But generally, how long do you think it takes for reality to catch up? Misha, I don't believe reality catches up in time. I don't believe in time a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think about time a lot. I see the reality of it now. Mm -hmm. Circumstance is, is something completely different from reality. You see? So yes, it's there, but no, it's really not there because what reality is, it was, is what is this, what we are experiencing inside. Okay, so let's, you know, for this particular conversation, let's use not reality, but circumstance. Like, how okay. long does it take for the circumstance to catch up? What makes you think there is a number there? I think, like, I, I experienced that numbers, you know, and, and, it, and it can be sometimes qualified. I think that generally 
between 60 and 90 days, circumstance will catch up. Well, I have no idea. Like <laughs> I, I have things, I have seen things manifest within minutes or within hours. I have thing, I have seen things, you know, catch up with you, like you said, yeah. years later or even never, mm. right? On what do you think it depends? I think it depends on us not blocking it from happening. Mm. Can you explain that? What what particularly bad yeah. that we are like for example I remember having the experience a few years back when I was <laughs> much younger. We had to do this list of um qualities that we wanted our ideal partner to have, right? <laughs> right? And so I was I was writing down my list and there were some items that I felt really ashamed of writing down there, right? <laughs> you know, like because they felt superficial or because they felt, you know, greedy or needy or any of the above. It, it, it kind of... Okay, now you got to tell me like the one that you're most ashamed of, like... What was the item you were most ashamed of? Honestly? Yes. Very handsome. Okay. And you're most ashamed of. Come on. Like, no, that's yes, cheating, like Marina. So that's cheating. My mind. No, Misha, really, in my mind, this was so superficial, you know, that it was unworthy. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Okay. But do you see what I mean? So when we feel guilty or ashamed of what we want, mm -hmm. How are we going to manifest that? It's impossible, do you see? So you were getting ugly dudes as a result. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it just, you know, it just, do you see how your energy can get in the way? Like you're sabotaging the whole thing yeah. because of shame and guilt, right? But another way of sabotaging is, is for example, by believing it takes 18 months. All right, so it will not be able to manifest except in 18 months because that is the energy, that is how you are managing the whole thing. Yeah, because like if I can express it differently, let's say with this idea of handsome, like in order to believe that your partner is supposed to be handsome, you need to believe that there is a possibility that your partner cannot be handsome. Yeah, well, we're, we're, getting, we're getting lost in words here. Yeah, right? I mean, like, in order to believe in, in in one thing, like let's say, I, when I say, oh, I want I want that to happen in sixty or ninety days, but what what if it happens in ninety one day? Like it was supposed to happen in ninety one day, but I'm not ready for that. But here's the thing, Misha. So I, this and this is why I don't like the word manifesting. Yeah, you know, because it's a lot of work, and it and it implies that it's up to you. And da 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 da. Mm -hmm. For me, it's so much more interesting to point to how your experience is being created right now. Mm -hmm. So my experience of desire of handsomeness back in the day mm -hmm. was being corrupted by shame and guilt, mm -hmm. by my belief that it was shallow mm -hmm. and it was below me. Mm -hmm. right? So that is the experience that I am creating for myself. So it's not a, it's not, it's not even a, a, about manifestation. It's about what I consider 
possible, valuable, worthy of me, right? Or what I consider myself worthy of. This does not mean that if I saw a handsome guy, I said, no, 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 being with a handsome guy is below me. No, it just meant that for me, having handsomeness as a value, having beauty as a value, made me have the experience of being shallow. Mm -hmm. Gave me the experience of being superficial, right? And so in order to not feel superficial, I would open the possibilities for non-handsome, right? But let's 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 turn it around. And I recently talked about this, my relationship with power. Do you remember that? Yes. So because I had this belief that power meant cruelty, mm -hmm. I did not allow myself that possibility. You see, I could have done the exact same thing with beauty. Oh, beauty means cruelty. So I will lock out the possibility of handsome men for myself. Yeah, because you resist, right? Like once you equal equalize that to something, like you you resist, right? So it's not so much about how long does it take for it to manifest in 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 terms of circumstance. No, forget circumstance. To hell with it. We're talking about experience. Mm -hmm. I am experiencing this, and so I am projecting this, and so this is the reality I am living in. But it is my projection. You see. So when you started projecting this possibility out there, well, it was reflected back to you as completely and perfectly feasible. Yeah. Now, in your terms, successful life coach means this much money, that house, da-da-da-da-da. And so, yes, well, it took a couple of years. But you were already a successful life coach. Two years ago, you know, when when that possibility became true for you, you were embodying that possibility. Yeah, you might not have considered yourself successful because the house and the money and the car and whatever was not there yet. But that is just the power of thought, and that's what I am really interested in pointing to. Like, if you do not feel successful, it's not because you're not. It's because what your idea of successful is, mm -hmm. it's keeping you from it. But that's it. That's all. So true. Like, as as we are approaching the end of our conversation, I want to say, like, I, I think that was really important for me. As I was releasing the resistance towards my dreams, I was approaching them. Right? So what does it take? It takes us not to push them away. It takes us not to block them. It takes us to really understanding how it is that we project our reality. And, and fully allow. Yeah. Yeah. And fully allow. Okay. So let's finish our conversation today on this beautiful thought of allowing fully. Allowing. Fully and completely. <laughs> Surrender to life, Misha. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Marina. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the School for Mystics podcast.